Punching Holes in the Darkness is a podcast by the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. It's an opportunity for pastors and leaders in Michigan churches to have their voices heard and to share how to best reach our mission field from Detroit to the Upper Peninsula. Friends, I want to introduce to you one of our new partners. It is GuideServe. They are our financial partner who helps us take care of all of our nickels and noses, so to speak. Uh, GuideServe is an outsourced accounting partner for our Baptist State Convention of Michigan. Uh, GuideServe provides professional accounting solutions to churches and ministries all across the country. And they offer, they truly offer some comprehensive accounting and payroll solutions to organizations ranging from just beginning church plant to large churches and expansive ministries. And listen, if you'd like to know more about them, you can visit their website at guideserve.com or send them an email at info at guideserve.com. And by the way, if you mention BSCM, uh, when you do, it'll be a benefit to us as well. So welcome our new partner, GuideServe. Welcome again to Punching Holes in the Darkness, a podcast from the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. And we are just so, so blessed today to have with us Dr. Paul Chitwood. He's the president of the International Mission Board for the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, Paul is a, a great, great leader and a good friend. And uh, he's just had some real experiences over his life and was well suited for this job. Hadn't been there very long. And Paul, uh, just my friend, listen, we want you to tell us a little bit about how, how long have you been at the International Mission Board now? So I came uh, November 15th of 2018, was elected, started immediately uh, upon election in my ministry here. So uh, nearing two years uh, this fall and it's been an incredible privilege to serve Southern Baptist in this role. And, and Paul, you were a pastor for many years and uh, pastored well and, and we saw from what God had done and through your ministry there, we saw uh, churches grow and flourish and do well. And then you moved into a state executive position and, and served there in Kentucky. Uh, what's, what's been so different about this, moving to a national entity head, so to speak, we call that the head, but really you're at the bottom, you're not at the top. We know how this works. And, uh, but, Moving from pastoring, executive director work to this, what's it been like in that transition for you? Well, it's been a good transition. The Lord has, has been very kind. Uh, I feel like he's really given favor uh, to us, uh, to me in this role. And I'm, I'm just trying not to squander it is the bottom line. But uh, uh, it, it, it certainly is different. Uh, it, it's a unique role. Uh, in Southern Baptist life, really in the evangelical world, this is the largest missionary sending agency of its kind in the history of Christianity, and and so the size and uh, the the the, uh, the expansive nature of the IMB has been very different from anything that uh, that uh, I've been a part of in the past. Uh, Tim, we uh, you know when when we make decisions uh, here and, and choose direction, uh, we know that it immediately impacts. Uh, 3,600 people around the world, another three or 400 people here uh, in, in the States uh, who are serving in various support 
uh, roles and connecting roles in the local church. So it's about 4,000 people at play when you make a decision and, and will be impacted. Then those missionaries overseas, there's 2,880 children uh, who, who are overseas with their families. And, and so the IMB family is, is, is a huge family. Uh, also, when you think about the, uh, the numbers just in the budget, the amount of, of resources that God has blessed the IMB with through the generosity of Southern Baptists, that's a different level uh, than, than I had uh, been exposed to. Uh, and then the, the vast constituency of Southern Baptists, as you know, serving in your role, Tim, it's, uh, and you were pastor as well. I pastored 18 years. It's, it's certainly a different ministry to have to shepherd a local congregation and then to lead the state mission efforts of, of hundreds of congregations. Uh, and, and so now uh, to have the opportunity in my leadership role to work with uh, every Southern Baptist Church, all 47,000 or however many we have at this point. Uh, and, and it's a very diverse constituency of churches. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it requires more prayer and, and, and communication. Uh, but uh, again, this uh, an unimaginable privilege. For me. Well, and we we think really, and from our perspective, Paul, uh, you're doing an admirable job. And I and it's like I understand what you're saying there. It's like getting a drink out of an open fire hydrant. It's so much more, and you're trying to catch it all and do it all, and and learning the learning curve. Even though you had a a lot of experience with the International Mission Board before, uh, having served as the chairman of the board and served as a trustee on the board, and and been involved in missions all your life. You talked a lot about the family of, uh, uh, of the International Mission Board. L let me talk a little bit about your personal family. Now, anytime a family, anytime you take a different position, that family goes with you, hopefully, and it brings about all kinds of challenges. How, ha how is your family doing, and how have they done with all this transition? Yeah, thank you for asking about them and caring about them. Thank you for your kindness to Michelle, my wife, every time that we've had the opportunity to interact with you all, your, your, you and your wife, uh, Tim, in person. Uh, but the, the unique thing about this move is we didn't bring all our family with us. It was the first move we'd ever made. Right. When that wasn't the case, we moved from Kentucky to Richmond, Virginia, had two kids in college and uh, in Kentucky, one at University of Louisville, one at Eastern Kentucky University. And, and so... Uh, it, in spite of how we tried to woo them to universities in Virginia, <laughs> they were rooted where they were <clears throat> this past May. Thankfully, they both graduated. Uh, so I'm just beginning to feel the effects of my raise, and that's been a good thing. Uh, but we have a daughter who, who's uh, taken her first job, uh, full-time job. She's nur a nurse uh, in Louisville. Awesome. Our son just two weeks ago moved to your old stomping ground. Uh, he's in Florida. He took a job as a gang a gamekeeper on a large private ranch uh, just outside of Okeechobee, Florida. And so he and his awesome. wife uh, made their move, getting getting their start uh, there in the Sunshine State. Uh, our, our two younger daughters are both adopted. Uh, we adopted Kai when she was uh, uh, just a baby from an orphanage in China. Uh, she's now 13. Uh, and uh, she, of course, she came with us. In fact, she she kind of runs the house, so <laughs> we, we, uh, we couldn't think of that guy. And uh, Lily, uh, we adopted from the foster care system in Kentucky, uh, and and uh, she uh, Lily is eight eight now. Uh, we've had her since she was three. Uh, finalized the adoption just as we were moving, 
Right. I remember you going through all of that. Yeah, it was a very long process uh, through the state system. Uh, but uh, Lily is doing great. She's starting third grade, Kai's starting ninth grade. And uh, Michelle, with the pandemic and Virginia schools not starting back, uh, Michelle, who had taken, my wife, who had taken early retirement as a school teacher after 20 years of teaching in public schools, is about to start teaching again. She's going to be homeschooling <laughs> here in Virginia. Uh, well, I, I've often said, you know, children may grow up and go out of the house, but they never go away. Uh, you know, they're always there. And I know you have those two who are older now. Uh, they never go away. <laughs> yeah, I'm picking up on that. And, and it's okay. I mean, it's okay. They will always come back. And uh, well, that's good. I'm so glad that your family is doing well, Paul, and that they're happy and, and settled because there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, limelight on you. There's a lot of, you're exposed in the public a lot. And sometimes, uh, as you know, in our wor day of uh, social media, not everybody's nice. I, you know, I just don't, I don't understand that and why, but not everybody is nice when it comes to social media. And they're not always Christian in their response. And, and uh, being in that position is not always easy. And I just appreciate how you have handled things and how you, uh, move forward. And, and I pray that your family will be uh, well cared for and protected during those times because it's sometimes it is difficult. Well, thank you for that. Uh, by God's grace, they're, uh, they're doing well right now. We know <laughs> we, any of us who are parents know that's moment by moment. Absolutely. <laughs> but they're, they're doing well right now. Uh, again, just the Lord's kindness uh, to us is, is, is overwhelming when you stop to think about it. Well, uh, again, Paul, we are so grateful uh, that you're in that position. And, and you, you, you remember when I, I first spoke to you about hearing about you being uh, called to this position that I felt you were God's man for the hour. You were perfectly picked and trained and prepared. And uh, I, I'm just really excited that you're there and, and appreciate you, my friend. Well, listen, what's the biggest surprise that you've had? since you've come there? I know, you know, you, you think you know everything about an organization or something about them. What's been your biggest surprise in going to the International Mission Board? Yeah, well, you know, as, as you alluded to a moment ago, my background with AIMB stretches back uh, uh, quite a bit. Uh, as, you know, you, you were a board member with North American Mission Board. We were chairman of the right. board. I was chair of the IMB at the same time you were chair of McNam. That's really how we got to know one another, as you remember, and had some great interactions uh, uh, as we, we were uh, both trying to navigate uh, the challenges of chairing uh, an entity board and Southern Baptist life. And, and, and so that background and experience, uh, working as a partner with the IMB from the state convention role, a local church pastor, uh, doing mission work with the IMB, I, I, I had a lot of exposure, but I really, uh, and, and, and had a lot of opinions, frankly. Uh, so <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> I, I, I told, I told the board and then told the, 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 the team, the staff and the missionaries when I came, uh, that about myself, you know, got a lot of history here with the IMB, um, a lot of opinions, a few attitudes uh, about IMB. Uh, and, and so I knew that I needed to be very careful coming in and spend a concerted amount of time uh, sitting on my hands and, and, and keeping my mouth shut, listening and learning uh, and, and, and really having some of my mistaken assumptions corrected and my correct assumptions uh, confirmed before I really began to, to take much initiative as a leader. 
because I, I didn't want to act on those assumptions. While I'd seen the IMB from many different seats, I'd never seen it from this seat. And it's a, it's a very different view uh, from, from the seat of the president. Uh, and so uh, w I guess some of the most surprising things to me uh, coming in was was how, as, as, as we began to deal, you know, missionary morale was, was, was very low, frankly. Right. And our staff morale was very low. We'd come through the VRI. There'd been significant downsizing, and, and uh, there'd been a lot of turnovers. You know, I, I was the fourth president in a 10-year span. Uh, and so that in and of itself was very demoralizing, I think, uh, to, to uh, uh, people at the IMB. Anytime a new leader comes in with a new vision, it's it, it's it, it's concerning. You don't know what your personal future is if you're, if you're on the team, and uh, and so uh, I guess the surprise has been to see how quickly uh, that morale has been restored. The, the Lord has just uh, again just not even given favor. I feel like to me as a leader, but to the organization, and and uh, people have really uh, began to embrace the direction. That, that, that we're going and, and the vision that, that we are now casting, uh, uh, building leadership team was a big deal, as, as you'd appreciate, anybody who's, who's led would appreciate. Uh, and we got that leadership team in place. Uh, but, but again, just, just seeing uh, things in terms of that morale grow so quickly was, uh, was uh, surprising me. I thought it would take longer in that regard. One of the other big surprises has just been uh, the enthusiasm across the Southern Baptist Convention for the IMB, the love for our missionaries, you know, Southern Baptists are people with a heart for the nations. And you kind of know that, we've experienced that. But in this seat, uh, you know, I've been able to see that exponentially. Uh, and, and, and that's been very encouraging. Uh, there was, you know, on the downside, I think, one of the biggest surprises was how how disconnected we were in our communications with mm -hmm. with right. Southern Baptists, with pastors, with churches, with with state convention partners, association partners. So uh, the IMB, a large and storied organization, 175 years of history. Uh, I think you know we've we've assumed a little too much <laughs> at times, and uh, uh, coming uh, coming into the role and just realizing you know how. Uh, how disconnected we were, and even in our own internal communications, you know, how we communicate right. with 3,600 people around the world. Uh, uh, so to, to, we've focused in on that, really trying to improve that from lots of different angles. Uh, but it was, it, was, it was surprising that uh, when, you know, when, when we spoke, that so few people even heard what we had to say. It is difficult. And Paul, that's, you know, we all face that. You faced that when you were in Kentucky. We know that. As state execs, we, we face that same thing. We send out an email, but <laughs> you don't know if they're going to get it, or if it's going to trash, or what's going to happen. Don't ever look at the open room. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, you know, you just, we try and try and try, and then, of course, then you'll get a response from a church or a, a donor. Somebody said, well, I never knew anything about that. Well, it's because you won't listen. <laughs> you, know, you want to say that, but you can't. Um, and I understand that. And it is difficult. Well, 
Friends, we want to welcome today uh, One Mission TV as our sponsor here at uh, Punching Holes in the Darkness podcast. They have been an invaluable partner with us since I've come here to uh, the Baptist State Convention of Michigan, what they effectively have done is they took all of our media resources and we put them together in this one neat package that One Mission TV takes care of. They're just doing an admirable job for us and have really taken us to a different level in our media work. Here's some things they've done for us. They've done web design, they can do logo design, designs for print materials, and of course any kind of video presence and, and recording you'd like to do. And uh, they've really helped us enhance our online presence as they can for you. Great guys, great partners, you will be glad you have done this. They're really a one call media company and I think you'll be blessed by using One Mission TV. And friends, if you want to contact One Mission TV, you can do so at info at onemission.tv. That's info at onemission.tv. I know that you, IMB went through a, a considerable amount amount of a considerable amount of of downsizing before you got there some of that i think was very needed i mean we knew that there were just things that needed to happen uh there were things that needed to be jettisoned properties and some things of that nature and all kinds of things and i think uh, your, your predecessor d helped you in a lot of ways to get where you are now and and be able to to do what you're doing now absolutely in fact uh i, I reached out to uh, david platt uh, not too long ago, just to say to him, uh, you know, I, I, I can't really imagine how difficult it was to lead during the, the BRI, we, we, the, that early retirement offering and, mm -hmm. and the uh, uh, hand raising opportunity uh, and where people could just uh, resign and, and that some provision be made for them. Uh, but I said, you know, David, if, had that not happened, I have no idea how we would even keep the doors open in the midst of this pandemic. Absolutely. Given Absolutely. The financial challenges, particularly those early days that we were facing. Uh, so I praise God for the courage uh, that, that uh, David showed, the way the Lord led through that process. Again, incredibly painful and, and painful to him personally. Uh, but, but to see uh, how that helped us maintain our stability and our strength. And really we're, we're already seeing a, a significant comeback uh, because of the generosity of Southern Baptist. Uh, but we, we just had not, we not had the reserves to draw on. Have we not been in a manageable point in our budgeting? Uh, I mean, this ministry would have been in jeopardy if we still had, you know, 5,000 missionaries. Sure. Uh, and, and, the case and we're positioned well. Absolutely. And, and we, we see that God has a way of sovereignly working these things out in his plan. And uh, it doesn't, it's not an always feel good and, and it's sometimes painful, but the results I think have been beneficial to the International Mission Board because you mentioned a little bit earlier, Southern Baptists, when we talk about Southern Baptists and our, what we do, International Mission Board is our it really rises to the top every time. That's what brings us together, really. Yes, we have seminaries. Yes, we have North American Mission Board. We have ERLC. We have different entities and agencies. But really, the crown jewel is the International Mission Board. That's why we give. That's what we do what we do. And uh, that's why we're so, so very thankful that you're there leading this. Because as you go, every state of 
state convention goes. Uh, local church, giving the local church, giving the state convention, our missions motivation, all of that is centered there at the International Mission Board. And we are thrilled that you are there doing what you're doing. You talked about uh, in this particular pandemic and uh, COVID-19 situation that we're dealing with and how we've been sort of uh, separated and, and we have to communicate and do work differently. How are your present missionaries, the ones we have in the field right now, how are the vast majority of their, them doing uh, in dealing with the pandemic, the worldwide pandemic and COVID-19? Yeah, thank you for that question. Thank you for caring. Uh, and, and I can report that by and large, our people are doing very well. Uh, we, we've worked very intentionally through our member care, uh, the part of our organization that is responsible for, for checking in and checking up on our missionaries, working through our chain of command to stay in contact with everybody. Uh, we've, we've significantly increased our communications uh, from, from Richmond to the field, uh, just trying to keep the conversations open. And, and, and as you know, there's something about this, this pandemic with, with so much coming online that has really allowed us to be more connected uh, with, with people, not face-to-face, -face, but because face-to-face -face interaction is even limited by, by time constraints and travel, particularly in an organization like the IMB, uh, that, that, that travel being shut down and the face-to-face -face, uh, interactions not being able to take place, we've had a much great, had much greater access to our people uh, through, we use Microsoft Teams and those Teams meetings. Uh, and, and so, uh, by and large, in checking up on them, we see that, you know, the challenges are unique all over the world. Some people are still very much in lockdown. We, we still have people who, like, get an hour a day out oh, goodness. Uh, in places where, uh, you know, it's, it's martial law and literally, you know, without permission, you cannot be outside of your home or apartment without being fined or detained or what have you. Uh, and, and then in other places, you know, life's not back to normal, but, but there, there's freedom to move. Uh, and so depending on where you're talking about in the world, it all looks different. Uh, but our missionaries have been so proud of the way this just creativity has, has, has sprang to life uh, as uh, they're, they're working online, they're working uh, with uh, various uh, avenues of communication to people that they're discipling, sharing, doing online evangelism, sharing the gospel with. Uh, having social distancing training and discipleship uh, meetings, staying engaged with church planters and church plants that they've been working with uh, over the years. And we've seen some tremendous stories of victory uh, that, that, that have been great. I'll, I'll share one with you quickly, but uh, we, we, have, we have a deaf theological training center in Tennessee. Uh -huh. uh, and it works uh, targeting deaf around the world. We, we equip and train people here uh, in the States for that work. And the deaf is, we, we have our work organized into nine affinities around the world. Uh, the, for example, the East Asian people's affinity, the Sub-Saharan Africa people's affinity, and there's also the deaf affinity. It's a very unique people group. Uh, and, and so we, we were training recently uh, two individuals from Indonesia who are here in the States, and they're in, in, in Tennessee. They showed up and uh, <clears throat> were being equipped uh, to, to share their faith through sign. Uh, as a part of their uh, assignment, uh, they gathered online a group of friends in Indonesia, deaf friends, mm -hmm. and spent an hour sharing their testimony, sharing the gospel through sign online uh, with uh, uh, these uh, friends uh, who they knew in Indonesia who are deaf and who are not believers. Two of those deaf people in Indonesia 
profess faith at the end Amen. of that conversation. Awesome. Uh, we have churches there that are following up with them. And, and again, just that's one example of hundreds that I can share with you of the creativity and the way God is using it uh, to bless the work of our missionaries, even in the pandemic. And, and they're still hard at work. Now, if I could take a moment, we, we do have uh, a, a larger than typical number of personnel who are here in the States. Right. Uh, these are individuals who got caught here. They were on their state side. They're like furlough time. They couldn't redeploy. At the end of that, we had others who, because of health challenges or, or different circumstances, needed to be back in the States in the pandemic. And, and so they've been waiting to get out. We have newly appointed missionaries. So we, again, a larger than usual number here in the States. Uh, they've been very busy. We, 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 we've created a new initiative to connect, reconnect ourselves with churches we're disconnected from, strengthen our connection with churches we're connected to. So there's actually 23,000 churches that have been assigned to that group who's here in the States. At oh, daily, awesome. All day, every day, reaching out to those churches. So we're, we're really hopeful to see uh, what, how God might be using that to help renew uh, the, the, the work among so many of our churches, many of whom have not been strongly connected. Right. And that was one of the questions I, I had was how, how are those who are in a quote holding pattern, how are they doing? And you just explained that. How can our churches, you mentioned one thing just then, how our churches could be involved uh, in our work, in particular, our international work. How can our churches be more involved with that and make a difference? Yeah. Well, let me, let me say, uh, with regard to those who are here in the States, the involvement that churches have, have shown in hosting them, like, like uh, there's churches that didn't have, you know, a lot of churches have missions houses, missionary housing. Uh, we, we have more people coming back than, than and here in the States than, you know, the housing list that we had was pretty much exhausted. We had a lot of churches like cleared out houses or, 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 or purchased property. I mean, there's it's, it's been some crazy stories about churches just going the extra mile to make sure our missionaries are cared for during awesome. this season. And I praise the Lord for that. As far as ongoing involvement, you know, we, we talk about those basics, pray, give, uh, sending and going. And, and with regard to prayer, uh, you know, let me, let me make a pitch here. This is our 70, 175th anniversary year. We're celebrating throughout this year. And one of the unique things that we're doing uh, is having a 175-day season of prayer. And every morning uh, from the IMB, uh, by downloading a prayer app or signing up for the email or just going to our website, you can get a daily prayer request for these 175 days. Uh, and uh, we're on the, like day 78 or 79 right now, I think. Um, uh, so anybody can still jump in plenty of time left to pray. Absolutely. And, and we're excited about how God is going to use that. I mean, this focused season of prayer with so many people, uh, praying intently every day for the work among the nations. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I say this because I believe it's true. The greatest resource in the great commission is not our missionaries. It's not Southern Baptist money. It's, it's the Holy spirit of God. Mm -hmm. Missionary can't a single person. It takes Absolutely. a single God working in and through them. And we access that great resource for the Great Commission through prayer. So the prayers of God's people, the prayers of the church uh, are, are essential to our work. Second, the, the, the giving. Uh, we thankfully have seen a significant recovery. Uh, Good. As, uh, the, the month of July, 
CP dollars came in. Uh, it was pretty tough in, in March, April, and May, and even June, and we were way behind. Uh, but we saw a huge recovery in July. Uh, but because of the, the extra movement of people, uh, you know, bringing so many home, trying to get them redeployed, uh, we had some significant uh, expenses that were not in, not budgeted expenses. Uh, so uh, extra gifts to Lottie Moon Christmas offering in this season, which we've, we're beginning to see some of that. Tremendous blessing right now. 100% of that is used. Uh, for the work overseas, none of it's used for administration or support here. It's all it's all used for the work overseas. That's great, thank and you. The CP, uh, which you advocate for uh, in such a great way, Tim, and our state convention partners do as well. That is what provides for the support system that we have here. Uh, and so those two uh, streams of revenue uh, essential to our work. Uh, among the nations. Uh, so, and then the going, obviously you can't go right now. Right. You know, volunteer teams uh, have essentially been shut down for months uh, and, and we look forward to hosting you again. Uh, it's probably going to be, you know, after the first of the year, just don't see things coming back online and our missionaries being ready uh, to host teams before then. Uh, there may be a few exceptions. So stay in touch if you have relationships sure. uh, with Absolutely. a particular missionary or team overseas. Uh, but but we do look forward to seeing that uh, that going again. Those volunteers, you know, thousands, tens of thousands every year who go out and serve alongside of our missionaries. And if you if you pastor or lead a church or connect to a church who doesn't uh, who hasn't done that yet, you're not involved. You don't have a relationship with a, a, a missionary or one of our teams overseas. Uh, I would encourage you to pursue that. You can do that easily enough uh, by calling uh, uh, our church success center. Uh, or going online to imb.org, and, and we can facilitate the connection and, and, and be sure that you have opportunities. It's such a boost uh, to our missionaries on the ground. Absolutely. Volunteers come and serve alongside of them, and it'll also bless your church. Uh, and uh, really, it, the churches I pastor, when we began to do that, it transformed our church. It does. It absolutely is transformational. And uh, the whether you're praying for it, which we must do, whether we're giving, whether we're sending people, or whether we're going, I've, all, I've often said, if you can ever get your people on the mission field one time, it changes everything. It changes their prayer. It, it, it'll change their giving. It, it'll change their attitude towards sending pe- people it'll, and going. So, pastors, I encourage you, as Paul is encouraging you, get on the mission field. If you want to have any questions about how to do that, you can contact us here at the Baptist State Convention of Michigan, and we will help you and coordinate teams. In fact, we send teams and would love for you to have, uh, go on a, a team with us to one of our, our international mission spots. Um, Many I know had planned to go this year. My wife had planned two different ones, and those didn't happen. But we're going to, and we will, and we want you to be part of it. Paul, would thank you, my friend, for taking the time to be with us today. It's such a privilege to have you with us. Well, thank you again for, for having me, and thanks, Tim, for all that you're doing. Uh, I know that you're, you're constantly uh, cheerleading uh, the work among the nations through the IMB. Uh, one of our best partnering states, and we praise the Lord for Michigan Baptists and praise the Lord for their leader. 
Well, thank you, Paul. We appreciate it. Well, folks, it's been a privilege to have you join with us today again here on Punching Holes in the Darkness, a podcast of Michigan Baptist. Uh, and we are, we've had the privilege today of talking with Dr. Paul Chipwood, who is the president of the International Mission Board. And it has been a great, great time. Listen, if you have any questions about International Mission Board, how you can be part of it, how you can participate, please contact us and we'll be glad to let you know. Again, thank you for joining us and together we can punch holes in the darkness. This has been Punching Holes in the Darkness, a podcast from the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. If you have liked this episode, please rate us and leave a review. That will help others to find us and enjoy these conversations too. And if you subscribe, you will be notified when new episodes are available. Join us next time as we help Michigan churches punch holes in the darkness.